AV Nation is brought to you by Sure, because every voice matters. If you walk through some of the display manufacturers, as you guys have discussed, it, it's almost like a traffic jam mm -hmm. where you can't get through because so many people are in awe. Oh. I said awe. A W E. Ooh. That's better. From ISE 2024, listen as we've got two fantastic guests who give you the takeaways from ISE 2024. All that and more next on AV Week. This is AV Week, episode 651, recorded at ISE 2024, live from ISE 2024, part two. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright, your host. The biggest news of this week is that we are in Barcelona for ISE 2024. With me is my wonderful guest, Brandon Walker from Kierkegaard. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Good, good to see you across good to see the you. water. Indeed. I, I think I've seen you here more than I've actually seen you in North America. That is accurate. It is, That isn't is accurate. It? Uh, and you and I are not going to talk about football because... We can't... She's a Browns fan, I'm a Bears fan, we'll just leave it at that. Yes. Um, she got farther though. <laughs> Steve Greenblatt from Control Concepts, how are you sir? I'm doing great, how are you? And you're a Giants fan, so never mind. Right. You're in my camp, dude. <laughs> so, at least Brent, we, Brent, we, Brent we at least had a playoff game. I mean, we had excitement. You had a, we you had, had a, our Super Bowl, we beat did. San Francisco. Yes. That was our Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, we beat the Packers for you. I appreciate that, I really do. Um, all right, so just like the last episode, you know, we're here in Barcelona, um, ISC 2024. Bren, what is like the most exciting thing, or what's the most unique thing, or, or what's the most um, the, the thing that just kind of stands out from you? You know, two days in from this show, uh, the micro LED from okay. Samsung. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. And, and I guess the main reason I'm excited about it is because I've been, I work with architects. Yeah. And some architects like a lot of glass. Sure. Right? And I've been dying to do some designs with transparent LED, and uh, it's just not been affordable to do. Yeah. And I can see a time coming where I'll be able to do that. And that, for me as a designer, is just a thrill, right? Really quickly, because one of the things that um, Mike Blackman, the, the show director of ISC, uh, kicked off the show on Tuesday with, with a press conference um, with a number of members from the press, one of the things he highlighted was the transparent LED in front of the fear here. What do you think about that as using that as a potential, oh, hey, guys, see what we can do? Oh, we'd have to do more of it. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, speaking as uh, an Avixa board member, we are... If we stand for experience, we have to show experience ourselves, yeah. and we have to show as much as we can how to use the tech so that people who may not have the opportunity to do those things just based on what their business is or what their clients are inclined, they at least get to see it, and then they can imagine things, yeah. right? Like, I think that's part of what our role is, um, not only to create an environment for people to gather, but also to help people imagine what could be. And then the, and that translates down to whatever their, whatever their clients, uh, whoever their clients are, whatever their budgets are, but just to give them ideas about here's a direction that you can go. So yeah, Transparent LED, I'm just so excited. All right, Steve, what do you, what do you, uh, what's something that's just wowed you this, this week? The crowds. 
Okay. It's <laughs> been yeah. It's quite quite a big turnout. Quite quite a big turnout. And uh, if you walk through some of the display manufacturers, as you guys have discussed, it, it's almost like a traffic jam mm -hmm. where you can't get through because so many people are in awe. Um, specifically, LG had this movable tile display, yep. which was mm. ca caught everybody's attention. But but the, the, a lot of people are in front of the Samsung wall. Yep. There, there's just a lot of people that are just gazing at technology, and that's great to see. And that it obviously shows that our industry is evolving, and it's still keeping people's attention, and they're still intrigued by it. Um, for me, I am looking at uh, manufacturers that want to work together, and, yeah. and we're seeing more of that. And I think that that's a good thing. Our, our, our uh, industry is becoming more open. They're, it's becoming more about working together to satisfy clients' needs rather than trying to wall off um, solutions. And, and I think that that's an important thing. We started to see that transition at, at Infocom, and it's uh, continuing here. Well, one of the things about that is, is you know, um, I have been doing this AV Week thing for, for a minute, and 10 years ago, we were still talking about the walled gar garden. Five years ago, we were still talking about the walled garden. How important is what Steve was just talking about, Bren, about that the, the lowering of those walls and, and not quite coming together, right? It's, this is not kumbaya, but mm -hmm. it, it is, you know, where, you know, manufacturers are realizing, oh, hey, you know, the, 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 our systems can work better and, and service the customer better. How important is that? I think it's unavoidable, okay. frankly. Um, you know, we're, we're living in a world where no one has the secret. Yeah. If you think you have the secret, you don't. Somebody else has thought about it too. You might just have not run into them yet. So there's, there's, it's very rare for someone to do something that cannot be replicated by someone else or that someone else isn't already working towards too. So the best thing you can do is to spread your impact and your exposure by working with other people. It's very funny to me um, that the audio rooms are in Hall 8, and they're so far away from everything else. Yeah. And, there's, and they're very separated from each other. And I think that our, some of the folks in audio are behind on this front, and that they're still in that sort of like, you know, shoulder-pushing competitive thing, instead of realizing that like, you, there's a place for everybody. And yes, you're going to compete, and that's fine. But there is a place for everybody, and that we'll get better solutions from audio when they talk to each other. And I know that this is, you know... But that's huge. Yeah, but they, they, they have to talk to each other. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I actually last week was at a AES conference in Le Mans yeah. um, that was about um, acoustics and sound reinforcement. And this was people who are researchers and then a lot of people who are engineers they're in the field, they mix shows every night. And they are, you know, there's a cynicism developing um, with them about loudspeaker manufacturers just wanting to sell more boxes and not really considering what the realities are of what they have to do on the road yeah. and what they have to do if you're, if you're a venue, what you're gonna install. So, the, the, the idea of trying to move audio ahead into, in terms of spatial and immersive, to, to move it ahead as a, as a uh, wave is not going to happen if the companies that are doing it are not talking to each other and working together 
like they've worked together in terms of Milan. Yep. Right? It's like they work together on Milan. Okay, now let's start having that conversation around immersive if we want to see people have something other than a stereo experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, Steve, uh, one of the things that you guys have been doing this week as far as the control concepts is a little bit of breaking down those walls. So what have you seen this week specifically in, I guess, the what sort of movement have we seen towards that? And you know, one of the things you guys did is, um, I call it a, a badge, it's not, it's not quite a badge, but it's, it's, it's a uh, Control concept certified partner. Um, what are you seeing in those? Well, there's, um, so, so from a, from a, we look, we're trying to look at things from a programmer's perspective, which I think is a, a lot of what's missing in this industry. And, we, and you know, I've um, tried to wave that flag for, for quite a number of years since uh, the beginning of my career. Um, programmers have a tough job of just trying to satisfy a client's needs and keep projects within budget and, and meeting deadlines and, and, and doing the customization that's required for the client. We don't, uh, to, to have to also now work with a new product that you're not familiar with and throw that into the mix makes it 10 times harder. And what we're trying to do is help programmers to have those building blocks to be able to know with confidence that I could use a product, uh, that I know that this is a development that has been sanctioned by the manufacturer yeah. and is, has a support arm with it. And we understand programmers because we've been programmers, so we, we're there for them and have their back. And for the manufacturers, we're, we're going and saying, let us be the people that take those calls for you. Let us be the ones that help programmers because there's just no way you can be an expert at doing control programming and your product and your API. It's, it's just not possible. So so the, the Control Concept supported product logo is meant to be able to tell uh, the, those specifiers and programmers and integrators use this product with confidence because we know it works with a specific control platform yeah. or many control platforms. Right. Bren, what's a, a theme that you're feeling from this week? Um, well, Okay, so I, I agree in terms of the what Steve said about the crowds, yeah. right? I think that there's there's a certain kind of energy. Numbers are up in terms of the number of people mm -hmm. here, the number of registrations, the number of exhibitors, all of those things are up. And I'll tell you what the theme is in my head that I don't actually see. Okay. Um, the highlight for me of the conference so far was the um, session on wellness in the workplace and mental health. And one of the people on the panel works for um, one of the display companies and, and she's actually light sensitive. Okay. So she's in the hall that has the most light happening oh my God, yeah. and has to step out, right, on a regular basis. And it we had a conversation afterwards about how what we don't have here is a way for people who are sensitive to have a place to go. Mm. We have the gardens, right? Yeah. But I think we have to actually pay more attention to this um, because we're developing and putting things out in the world that people are exposed to that we can't say that they're entirely, it's entirely safe to be in front of video all the time. Yeah. We know it's not actually. We know it's not good to be on camera all the time. No offense. <laughs> Love being here. But our, the impact of us doing Zoom calls all the time yep. and being on camera, what it does to us cognitively, yep. 
what happens to us when we're exposed to that a level of light all the time. So one of the things that I hope to see happen is that there's a trend toward us addressing wellness at the conference itself okay. and giving people here who need and want, and most people need it more than they know yeah. because we're also, you know, we were talking about how we're doing work after we're here and yeah. we're up till late hours and not getting enough sleep. And we all need, I think, to make sure that we take good care of ourselves while we're here. Absolutely. So. All right. Steve, what, what's a trend? What's a theme for this week? Similarly, we're, we're all people and, and, you know, we're, and community, I think, is important. And, and that's okay. why we're all here is to see each other and to, to have conversations that we can't have on video. And I, I mean, I, I continue to say that the in-person events are, are, are a critical part of business. And, and I think that we need to also con consider the, the fact that we're all here to be in business. So, so we have to, to, uh, to, to build those relationships and, and, and have the, uh, those conversations that, that are critical, I think, for us. And, and, and I think just um, be, being able to take it all in and to be able to see everything uh, and, and, and understand what's going on outside your little world is, is really important to me. All right. Bren, as we wrap up, wrap up here, what's, what's a, a takeaway? From this week for you, what are you going to go home with mm. after ISC twenty four? Um, well, I'll just say that uh, people who've seen me before have noticed these sort of patterns that yes. I wear. And if you're if you're listening and not watching, uh, Brent is wearing a lovely green and white African bridal pattern. Yes, and um, this was produced in Swaziland um, by a micro venture. It's Women in a Village. And um, I actually bought this where I live in Canada on a little tiny island, right? It shows how we're sort of connected. And two things about that. I'm going to keep wearing something like this until we have Integrated Systems Africa. Okay. Um, so you'll keep seeing me in these patterns until we have it. And um, I'm also, the other takeaway is I'm thought more thoughtful now about companies that are launching and trying to do something, trying to just get their legs under them. And I imagine if you're a small company and you've just developed a product, being at a place like this can feel like I'm just a little you know, tiny pebble in this huge sea with all these big manufacturers. Yeah. But I hope they stay encouraged um, because the big ones always fall off. The list changes and, and you know, you can rise up. So I'm, I, the takeaway for me is more growth for us everywhere. More growth with our connections with each other, with companies collaborating with each other, and with new companies having opportunities to enter the market. Yeah. Steve? My takeaway, I think, is um, that we, well, one, I encourage people to come to, to these types of events and, and understand that you get different things out of each one. And, and you know, I feel like ISC is a very different experience in Infocom. Mm -hmm. So I, I would encourage people to, to consider coming and it's not, look, you shouldn't look at it as this is your international show and the other is your domestic show. Um, but, but I think the, the main thing that, that is important here is that you have to be, be seen and you have to yeah. be, be a part of things. And, and I think that we, we underestimate, too, the, the power of the relationships we've built online. And then when you get to see people in person, it just makes it so much grander. Yeah. And, and I, I, feel, I feel very rewarded by that. And it, and it just it makes those things pay off. But, it, but I, you know, a lot of people question um, 
how, what, what is the value of doing things online? And I think that you, you realize that if you're, you're yourself and, um, and, and people get to know you there, then when you meet them in person, it's, it, it's a much easier transition. And, mm -hmm. and now you're putting the name with the face and, and there's consistency. So I don't know. It's it's uh, it's, it's a little bit of a, of a different take on things, but I but I think the uh, the the uh, you know ha having relationships is has been very critical to me, especially in the last five years. No, I, I would I would agree with that. I mean, to, to Bryn's point, her and I have seen each other at ISC <laughs> more, more than we have anywhere else. Not that we live next door to each other, right? Um, but I agree with that, right? Hundred mm. percent. All right, Bren Walker from Kierkegaard. How do people connect with you or Kierkegaard? Um, Bren at Kierkegaard.com. And I would give a LinkedIn thing, but my LinkedIn was hacked. Microsoft, get me back in, please. How many times <laughs> do I have to show you my ID? Um, and I don't know that that's going to happen, so I don't know that I'll return to LinkedIn. So just right. Bren at Kierkegaard.com right. until I start something else. Who knows when? Yeah. Threads? Well, Threads? Uh, I think TikTok actually. Oh, there we go. I like that. Yeah, All yeah. Right. I'm actually. I might. I All might right. make that you dive. Should. I have a. I have a strategy around it. All right. So we'll see. We'll All see. Right. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Greenblatt. Uh, well, find me here on aviation.tv on a state of control with uh, my buddy Rich Fergosa, and we have the Control and Programming and Automation podcast. Um, for my company, you can find us at controlconcepts.net. Me personally at Steve Greenblatt. Um, I also do another podcast with James King called Ask the Programmer. And last but not least, we have a URL called controlmyavproduct.com, so check that out. All right, very wow. good. Thank you both so much. Uh, for me, for Tim Albright, don't follow me on any of the socials because, as I mentioned at the start of this podcast, <clears throat> the Bears are out of the playoffs, and I'm not very interesting. He's go depressed. The, go the website. We've got the number one pick as of right now. <laughs> We do with that is a whole other question. How many number one picks have the Browns oh, have? Oh, oh, gee. Anyhow, go back to the website, <laughs> aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You'll find Steve's program, EdTech. Uh, Steve's program is State of Control, comma, EdTech, and a whole lot more. Uh, so go by the website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Aaron Marmoran of EdTech. The world of higher ed AV is growing rapidly. That's why each month we hear from the best and brightest from colleges and universities all over the U.S. Check out EdTech on avnation.tv or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.